Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. everyone. So this past Sunday, we had a review of our last year of 2019 and everything that uh, the Lord has spoken over us and has shown us. And uh, it didn't get recorded. So uh, instead, I'm going to sit down and just talk you through a little bit of uh, this past year. And my hope is as I'm going through this, that you're really thinking about what you've experienced, how you've come to know the Lord more, how you've come to know yourself more. Um, Because we really believe that that foundation of remembering really gives us a different perspective when we begin to look at the future and kind of cast vision for 2020. Um, So, I'm going to pray. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk us through uh, the journey we were on in 2019. Uh, So, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you've done, that every good gift we have comes from you. Um, Lord, we never want to be a people that take that for granted, uh, but rather... We find ourselves taking these moments, kind of wrestling back from the busyness and the hustle and the bustle of the world, the time that we need to sit and to be still, to acknowledge you and your goodness and your constant uh, presence to us, and to allow that to inform who we are and how we perceive uh, time, how we perceive history, so that when we do come to you seeking guidance and vision for 2020, It's less from a place of anxiety and worry, but really remembering who you truly are uh, as God with us. We pray all these things in the strong name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, you know, over the past couple of years, we've we've gathered everything in our community around uh, the values that we hold. In our lobby, we have these different icons that represent those nine church values. And our three primary values really become a lens for everything that we do. And, and we'd like to communicate it like this, that by cultivating intimacy with Father God, we learn to inhabit our identity in Christ and discover our purpose as the Spirit-led church. So, intimacy, identity, and purpose. And uh, when we were really looking for vision for 2019, we really felt like the Lord was calling us to a year of of focusing on intimacy. Uh, So, just a real brief word about how we do vision here at City Beautiful Church. Um, We view it less as the responsibility of one person to kind of do that Moses thing of going up on top of the mountain and, and, you know, confiding in the Lord and then bringing the vision down and then everybody else just has to kind of acknowledge it and go along. But... uh, what we believe is a new covenant model that for me, especially as the pastor, my role is to teach you how to recognize the move of God and to listen to the voice of God so that when we come together to practice that, we try to seek the common threads in what everybody is hearing and perceiving and say, okay, this is what we believe communally the Lord is calling us to. So, my role is less the the person that goes up onto the mountain on behalf of the people and more the person who creates the space for everyone to, to go on that journey together. And so, like I said, this was really a year where we put intimacy with God front and center. And as I was looking over this year, I was remembering uh, these lines from Psalm 48, um, where David is doing what we're doing right now, which is to slow down, to take a look around, and just to notice everything that's been built up until this point to give us that confidence that we're on the right track. And I want to read that for you. This is Psalm 48, 8 to 14. 
And so the psalmist says this, As we've heard, so we have seen, in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God makes her secure forever. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go about her, count her towers. Consider well her ramparts, view her citadels, that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. And so what we see here is this idea that when we're remembering the past, even the recent past, it gives us this context for when we anticipate the future. You know, sometimes we can get so stuck in the present moment that when we think about what's next, it gives us a lot of anxiety because we're only judging the future by what we're feeling right now. But to take that time to remember, as, as, as the psalmist is saying, like, walk about the city, consider the ramparts. And I even remember a few years ago, as we were moving into our current space, that the entire community, we went to the roof of our building, and I read this psalm aloud, but made it about us, not just about Jerusalem or Zion, but it's about City Beautiful Church in Orlando. Are we looking around? Are we noticing what God has already built and established for us? And so, as I recall this year, I want you to prayerfully consider what is it that you experience this year when it comes to understanding God on a deeper level and and intimacy with Him. So, we began our year, uh, as we have the past several years, with what we affectionately call Washer Sunday, which is us uh, coming before the Lord as individuals asking Him to give us a word or a phrase that would guide our uh, walk with Him over the next year. And this isn't so much of a, a resolution in the sense of I'm going to lose 30 pounds or I'm going to just read my Bible more, but it's really saying what's a kind of guiding light that can uh, frame uh, where the Lord wants to take me. And I think a lot of times when we move from resolution to vision, we're actually surprised and delighted by where the Lord leads us, that oftentimes the vision He gives us for individual lives, it may not unfold the way that we would have anticipated if we were the ones just writing the story, but we actually end up seeing that thing come true in ways that we couldn't possibly have imagined on our own. And I know that I've experienced that very much over the past couple years. And so, it's always good for us to to, to to kind of start the year with that uh, beckoning of the Lord to say, hey, uh, where do you want to take me? What do you want to to show me this year? So, um, actually, in January 12th, in uh, two Sundays, we're going to be having that Sunday again. Uh, so, for some of you, you might want to take the next couple of weeks and uh, just pray and process with the Lord, preparing yourself for Him to speak in that. Uh, you might want to come in with knowing what your word of phrase is, or, or maybe you're like me, where I really love to show up on that Sunday kind of with a blank slate and just see what He has to say, but it's, uh, regardless, it's, it's such a special time in our community uh, for just setting the tone for our individual journeys with God over uh, the next year in 2020. The following Sunday, we shared our vision for the year. And uh, this came out of uh, a time in the fall of 2018 when all of our leaders came together, we worshiped, and then we inquired of the Lord, what is happening in our community right now? And what is the thing that you're trying to birth in us next? And so we came to a vision that was kind of two parts, and it was together with one heart and mind, drawing closer to God. 
And so we believe that it's not so much our tribal agreement of what all the, the rules and the boundaries and the behaviors are that keep us together as a church, but it's actually our common pursuit of the God that's revealed in Jesus. And that when we have that trajectory, that it's not about these static boundaries that define who we are, but it's our journey together closer and closer to Jesus, that what we find in that is that we are made of one heart and mind, not because of our agreement, but because we we know where we're headed together. And so, so out of that vision, the Lord kind of gave us these three movements that were going to take us closer to God and were going to help us to become of one heart and mind. And so in February, uh, we entered into the first of those series, which was learning the heartbeat of God. So before we talk about how God speaks, how we learn to listen, any of that, just answering that core question, what is God actually like? What is his heart for his creation, for humanity? What's his heart for us as individuals? And I remember preparing one of these messages, thinking about this idea that God is love, um, which is kind of central to our theological understanding of what God is like, but sometimes we kind of almost give God a pass to say, well, God loves us because he has to, because it's in his character, or, you know, God loves us, but maybe he doesn't really like us. And we're always looking for these qualifiers because love is such a big word. But in my study and prayer, I found a couple of phrases that I thought um, animated the idea of God's love for us so beautifully. Um, And that was that God is tender-hearted toward those that he's especially fond of. And I think that for me, that just changed my perspective of God's love for me from being an impersonal impersonal um, obligation to being a deep fondness and specificity that God has when he gazes upon me as his beloved. Um, so that was how we started uh, that, that first series, Learning the Heartbeat of God, that took us through um, from Ash Wednesday to Lent, where we were kind of symbolically entering into that desert period where we learn reliance on God and really seeking His heart. In March, we launched our first Education to Action initiative out of our local global ministry, um, where we're seeking not just to give people opportunities to serve here and there, but to actually expose our community to the realities of what's happening within our city and within Central Florida, um, to to engage with some of the folks that are on the front lines of dealing with these issues in our city, and then seeking ways that if that's something that God has put on our heart, that we can enter in and uh, and begin to participate in what God's doing in our city. So, throughout the year, we have these education to action nights where we invited in professionals from uh, ministries around the city. We talked about human trafficking. We talked about poverty and homelessness. We talked about addiction. And we talked about domestic violence. Um, and it was uh, it was amazing to hear the response from people who witnessed that, their eyes being open to, yes, the reality of what's going on in Central Florida, but deeper still, what is God al- already doing and what's He inviting us to participate in? Um, so, learning the heartbeat of God finished up with Easter, um, kind of with this final message that God's heart is to restore, refresh, and reconcile all things through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And that led us to the second beat in our vision, which was now that we know what God is like, 
what does it mean for God to speak? And this was called listening to the voice of God. And we began that series by talking about just in general the ways in which God speaks, because I think that really bears opening up. For many of us in our in our uh, church heritage, we've perhaps been given such a narrow definition of what it means for God to speak. You know, it's the clouds parting; He only speaks to uh, the prophet, or He only speaks to the pastor, or or whatever it might be. But kind of opening up what it means for God. God to speak. So, we talked about how God speaks to us through the church tradition, universal and historical. Um, God speaks to us through worship. God speaks to us through local community by our brothers and sisters that He's bound us together with in commonality. That God speaks to us through nature as um, the book of creation that is there for us to read. Um, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit within us, um, learning how we each have this unique language with God um, where He speaks to us out of our uh, maybe most natural capacity, whether it might be through images or story, or we have a hunch or whatever it might be. And that finally, God speaks to us through reason and logic and uh, the, just the structure of the universe. And then we also talked about how, what are the ways in which we can best position ourselves to hear His voice. Um, so, we began by speaking of the necessity for um, quiet consent uh, and the different kinds that we need for the different parts of what it means to be a human being. That stillness is kind of the quiet consent of our bodies to slow down and be still and know God. That silence is the quiet consent of our minds instead of having that monkey mind that's running and running and running, being able to slow down our brains enough <clears throat> to really meditate on God. And then thirdly, solitude, which is the quiet consent of the heart, that who are we when there's nobody else around to perform for, to impress, to engage with, when it's just us and God. And um, we talked about the necessity of being childlike when it comes to learning how to hear God's voice and believing that He actually wants to speak to us and have relationship with us in that specific way. We talked about um, God speaking to us through our emotions, that rather than being an, an evil or something to avoid, that we can come to God with our emotions and ask Him to read that information with us so we might know what's going on deep within our, cell, within our hearts. Um, we talked about how knowing our personalities on a greater level helps us to hone in on the specific ways that God speaks to us and developing that deep attentiveness and to the constant presence of the Holy Spirit within us. And so, we finished that up by August, and that brought us into the third and final piece of that original vision that was cast in January, which was responding to the invitation of God. Which is to say, when we believe that God speaks, well, what do we do with what we hear? Because if we're honest, many of us are quite nervous with the idea of God speaking to us, uh, because that means we might actually have to do something or change. But it really begs the question, can we trust that where God might lead us is far more beautiful than anywhere that we would lead ourselves, but it does require us giving up control of the narrative. And so, in that series, Responding to the Invitation of God, we talk talked about how it's less about inviting God into our lives and our narrative, but recognizing like Jacob did, surely God has been in this place this whole time, but I was the one that wasn't aware of it. 
We spoke of defining the word faith as allegiance, about devoting every part of who we are to following Jesus rather than just being some sense of passive trust that things will just work out. We talked about living a lifestyle of worship, which is right relationship with God, and justice, which is right relationship with God's creation. And how do we maneuver those two things working in concert with one another? And of course, we spoke about uh, obedience to following God, believing that obedience actually leads us to be wholer and freer human beings rather than boxing us in. Uh, So, in October, um, we sent our uh, a team down to partner with uh, the church that we're friends with in Lima, Peru, and it was a very sweet time uh, for our leaders to go down and to minister specifically to their leaders, especially considering their pastor Guillermo is feeling the call of the Lord in 2020 to go and to plant a new church in the different part of the city. So they're in a huge trans- transition down there, and for us to be able to come alongside of them to encourage them to help them to process has been. Uh, Um, just so key in us continuing to build this long-term relationship. And in October, we started a series called Thinking Christianly, where we were uh, working through Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. And even that was uh, such a beautiful add-on to this, the vision for this year. I knew in June that the Lord wanted us to engage with how do we think like Christians, not just what to think as Christians. And I knew that He wanted us to go through Philippians, and I didn't necessarily know how those two things were going to go together. But um, that series proved uh, to be so key to understanding Uh, our vision for the year that together with one heart and mind, when we pledge allegiance to Jesus and follow Him, we begin to recognize all of the competing narratives that are coming at us from the surrounding society and the culture, and we no longer take for granted the the call to faithfulness to the gospel message, but is really about thinking like Christians that we're able to address um, the issues that are happening in our constantly changing world. And that kind of brought us through uh, to December with our Advent series, which was uh, us looking at the Christ child, the gift of the baby Jesus through the eyes of the supporting characters in who they are um, who they are perceiving in Jesus and how that might shape how we approach Him. Um, and that brought us to finishing out the year in a place of gratitude. Um, a few other things from this year. In benevolence, we gave away over $24,000 this year. As a church, we have um, committed to giving away 10% of everything that we bring in to kind of model to our community what generosity can look like. Uh, We were able to do so many things with that. We paid rent. We helped people with counseling. We were able to give... Um, uh, gift cards for people to go to the grocery store when they were down and out. We paid medical bills. Um, So many different things came out of that benevolence fund. Um, In terms of our building, we've been able to host our Narcotics Anonymous group uh, over the past year weekly, and an adult children of alcoholics group that meets on Friday afternoons. And more recently, there was a a meth anonymous group started up. Um, We had three weddings this year. We had one baby born, and we have two more on the way. Um, We've seen so many people grow in their faith. We've seen um, so many families growing and finding their place here. And um, those things, of course, are so uh, important for us to pause and to celebrate and to say, hey, you know what? God is actually doing something in this community. And so, um, I hope just through this brief recap, you are encouraged 
that we are on the right track and, and perhaps things don't look the way that you or I thought that they might if we were the ones writing the story. But thank God that that's not our job. Our job is to follow him and to trust that he is good and that wherever he leads us is by definition good. Um, so I want to encourage you this week to take time to slow down and to ask yourself questions. Where have you seen God move uh, this year? What, what are specific aspects of his heart that you have most profoundly engaged with that have changed your understanding of him and have changed your understanding of yourself? What are ways that, that you heard God speak this year? Maybe ways that you're very familiar with hearing from him. And maybe there were one or two ways that actually quite surprised you and you opened you up to possibility. Um, but to take time to sit, to pray and reflect on that for yourself, but also to have the courage to share that with the people that you're walking life alongside, whether they're in our community or in your family or in your workplace, uh, because we need your stories. We need you to stand up and to give testimony to say, this is what God is like, and this is what I've experienced. Um, Because there's no amount of sitting around and talking about things and stuff and ideas that will compare to really genuinely witnessing to the transformation in the lives of those whom we love dearly. Um, So, I encourage you take that time over this next week to pause and to reflect with the Lord so that when we come to January 12th and then 19th, in terms of casting vision for 2020, we're doing it from a place of deep gratitude and confidence in who God is and what he's up to um, so that we can come before him and say, yes, Lord, and more. Um, So may the peace of Christ follow you wherever you go. We love you very much. Thank you for that you are along on this journey with us. And may God guide us in 2020. Amen. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.